What's up? I'm your host, Carter Gallo. I'm a senior at Charlotte Country Day School, and I have 1.2 million followers on TikTok. Today, we're going to be talking to Michelle Gallo and Kyle Lunsky about the impact TikTok has had on the lives of creators and their families. This is A Million Followers Later. How much time a day do you spend on TikTok? Honestly, probably like an hour. Four hours. About an hour and a half. An hour. My first guest today is Kyle Lunsky. Kyle started social media back in 2019 and quickly gained popularity. He attended Playlist Live back in 2019 with over half a million followers and also went with me to LA to collab with other creators back in 2020. Now he's a film major at ASU. I would like to formally introduce Kyle Lunsky. What's up, Kyle? Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a few questions, so let's get right into it. So what's been your favorite brand deal? So um, back in 2019, I um, signed a brand deal with Fashion Nova. Uh, they're a clothing company, and I, uh, I really enjoyed it because I got a whole bunch of free clothes, um, and I just had to make videos wearing their clothes. Um, they'd give me money along with it, too. So that was such a cool experience, and um, I, I didn't really have anything else like that. So that was really, really cool. Yeah, Fashion Nova is a big one. A lot of influencers love Fashion Nova. They have really good brand deals. They work with a ton of influencers. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Another question. Yeah. So have you had any cool experiences because of TikTok? Yeah, you know, um, me and a whole bunch of other influencers would um, travel around the country, rent out houses, and make content together. And this was just kind of a like grounds for a place that we could all do the same thing together that we love. And, um, cause all these people are from all over the country. So we got a chance to be all in the same place at the same time. And this was a cool opportunity because of that. Yeah. Kyle and I actually went to a few houses, um, ourselves. We hosted one in North Carolina, right on Lake Norman. They're, they're a ton of fun. We did a, made a ton of content. People flew all around the country to come just spend a weekend with each other. And it was super cool. It was just a place for everybody to hang out. I really enjoyed it. I don't know about you, Kyle, but I thought it was a ton of fun. Yeah, no, it was definitely, it was definitely fun, but more importantly, it was such a great place for everyone to like meet and learn about each other's content and ways that we blew up and got big. And then other people utilized their strategies and it was just a way that we all could learn from each other. Yeah, I agree. So, Kyle, what's been the hardest part about being an influencer for you? Did you get hate at school or people say stuff to you or hate comments? What, what was it for you? So, the hardest part for me is I, I was a student athlete when all of this was happening. Um, and the hardest part for me was just trying to balance that. Um, obviously, both are a big commitment. And um, the the hardest part for me was just, just trying to balance that, um, that act. And, uh, there was a, there was a time where I, I felt myself slacking, um, athletically and putting more effort in to social media. And, and I didn't, and I didn't want that for myself. So, um, yeah, no, definitely during that, I, um, I was definitely getting some hate and, uh, people, people weren't on my side at all times. Um, but I, but I told myself that this was a good opportunity for me to not only, be making money, but making a name for myself. Um, my content was more music oriented. So I, I, I wanted to pursue that and I ended up signing a, a music contract. So what, what 
social media can do is is amazing for all of these people and it, and it's making dreams come true every day so that was my the positive end of it but definitely was getting some hate at um at in the middle ish side of it yeah yeah, I, I agree. Even we made some videos on my account of just Kyle singing and they would get over a million views, like singing like One Direction or something, anything like that. We'd just get a ton of views. But yeah, I was a very talented singer. So the last question I have today is what changed the most for you once you started TikTok? Was it getting recognized or just the way people talk to you or what was it? Yeah, it, it was so interesting because I... We both grew up in a in a pretty small town. Me more so than Carter. Um, I'm more South Charlotte than he is, and I kind of grew up in, in an environment where everyone knew each other, but it it was it wasn't like people coming up to you kind of thing. And um, there was one day I remember I went out to dinner with my family, and this group of people came up to me and asked to take pictures, and I will remember that for the rest of my life. It was such a weird moment. Um, it was such a weird day. Was um, that your first I, time getting recognized? Yeah, that was the first time. And, um, there was probably hundreds after that. Um, which it, it doesn't happen as much anymore just because of me migrating away from it now and me being in college on the other side of the country. But, um, it, it was, it was super cool experience and it, it happened more and more. And I, I would, it got to the point where, pretty much every time I went out, someone would say something to me, which I thought was pretty cool. But um, yeah, that was, that was probably what changed. Um, uh, also, I, I grew my accounts, my social media accounts a lot. Um, that, that changed a lot. Um, money was a big thing. That was cool. But um, yeah, more so I just grew my social media accounts, which that was, that was the biggest change for me. Yeah, I agree. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciated your time, and thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. You're listening to A Million Followers Later, a production of podcast journalism with Kick at Charlotte Country Day School. My second guest today is Michelle Gallo. She owns her own business called Aaron's Done Right. When she is not taking care of Grace and her eye or working, she's probably spending time with our two golden retrievers, Aspen and Marley. I would like to introduce my mom, Michelle Gallo, who also, I did wake up, but mom, thank you so much for waking up to do this interview, and thank you so much for joining me. Good morning, Carter, and thank you for waking me up after I just drove nine hours for a rugby tournament, but that's what I do for my boys. That's right. (laughs) So my first question is, how has my rise as a creator affected you or our family? I I think uh, the attention um, is what was the hardest thing um, and what affected our families the most because we're such uh, private people and especially going out in public and getting attention is not something that any of us were used to and, and still a little uncomfortable with. And, you know, one thing that, that kind of comes to mind is actually this exact time last year, um, we were also here in Florida for a rugby tournament and we had gone to Epcot And we're, you know, walking around and all of a sudden you're getting spotted everywhere and everyone's coming up and asking to take pictures with with you. And um, that was, you know, really weird, I think, for for all of us. Um, And I stepped away. I come back and there is a line of people waiting 
um, for pictures and, and, you know, I'm just kind of looking like, you know, that's just my 17 year old normal son and you want to take pictures with them. So it was, it was a little, you know, kind of odd. Um, yeah. And then another, another moment that I think, uh, this was probably the very first time that we had stepped out in public, uh, because all of this kind of started when you were, um, when we were in COVID, we were at the airport, um, about to get on a plane to actually fly to LA to meet some other creators and to meet your agent. And, uh, we were in Starbucks and these two girls spotted you and they started screaming your name and they're kind of running up towards you. And we were both shocked and you took off in the other direction and I'm left standing there just smiling. And, um, and, and then later, uh, I was like, Carter, you can't run away from your fans, but I, I think you were just so caught off guard because you've been so used to just sitting in your bedroom, you know, making TikTok and we weren't really allowed to go anywhere. So you did not have, uh, any idea, um, that the effect that your, your videos were having, um, on people. Yeah. So was that the moment you realized TikTok should be taken seriously? Like when we started getting recognized as a family, like even Grayson started getting recognized or was it something else like the brand deals or what was it? Yeah, I would, I would say, um, it was probably before that because if you remember right when COVID hit, you know, a little over two years ago and you were starting to stay home for school, um, I had no idea, you know, what you're doing in your off time. And I find out that, um, that you have basically secured your own agent in LA and, um, you had been talking to some guy named Michael Gruen, who I had never heard of. And, um, you know, I'm kind of wondering why is this man talking to, you know, my son. And then I do some research and, and find out that, uh, he is very well connected in uh, in the LA entertainment world, and he does own his own talent agent uh, agency. And so, um, over the course of probably two weeks, we were having you know constant conversations with him and and discussing why he wanted to sign you and what direction he wanted to take your social media career in. And at, at the end. Uh, you know, we had done our homework. We, um, we hired an entertainment, uh, attorney to review your, your contract. And we finally got to, uh, a point that we were satisfied on, on both ends. And, um, and you signed with, uh, Talon X. The rest is history. Yes. Yeah, so everyone that doesn't know Talon X is the same management that the Sway Boys were under at the time. Michael Gruen's the Sway Boys manager. So it was a very big deal to be signing with Talon X at the time, especially for me. I was very excited. I knew all about him. But yeah, so Talon X also helped me go on tour when I was 17 years old. I think we were signing at 16. So mom, tell me about your pr- thought process about me going on tour at 17 years old. <laughs> um, there was no thought process to be had. You were simply not going uh, on tour. That That was that was all I was thinking about. I um, was not even going to entertain uh, the idea of you traveling across the country uh, 
without your mom or your dad, you know, when it's on a tour bus. Um, but eventually, uh, you and dad came together and, uh, pleaded your case to me and, and pointed out, you know, the great things that would come out of being on tour. And, you know, once again, we made several phone calls, um, and I was finally, um, felt comfortable enough that, um, that you would be taken care of and, and safe. And so, um, and then I decided to, to let you go. And, and really in the end, it, it was a great experience for you. And, and, and I'm glad that I, I, I listened to you and, and that, um, that, that I trusted you. And I just was kind of hoping that everything we've, we've taught you, you're, you're going to take with you and, and you're going to be going to college eventually. And I just kind of had to give you, you know, your wings to fly. Um, but then when I came to one of the cities and saw you, uh, you know, up on stage, I knew that I had made the right decision. Um, I don't think I've ever seen you so comfortable and, um, and just comfortable in your own skin. And you were up on that stage, deleting, you know, um, this whole thing. And, um, you just, you look so happy and you look confident and self-assured and, um, you know, and you're getting to travel, uh, 24 cities in 12 weeks. You're going to see the whole country and, you know, you are going to get to meet lots of people, use your public speaking skills. And, um, I think you really grew as a, as a person, you know, by the end. And, you know, it's just a shame that it got cut short right when you got here to Charlotte to perform, um, due to COVID. Yeah. But it was definitely a great experience, I think, for you. So I know tour was definitely a scary thing for you guys, especially to let me do that. But what was the scariest moment for you as a parent that was caused by TikTok? It was when I had, uh, child show up to our front door um claiming that he that you had done something to him and he was here to beat you up um it completely took me by surprise um you know for for the most part you have really great fans that are are great to you um but this young man um was very upset um I didn't really feel threatened, so I did invite him in for us to discuss the situation. And it was just, you know, um, he was accusing you of something that, that didn't even happen, which is just the weird thing in the end. And then just to see a kid that was just so brazen to come to our, our home, um, to confront you and then eventually, you know, your 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 parents um was shocking to me and, and even to this day still still kind of surprises me that that someone um could do that um but we got through it and luckily uh you haven't had a situation like that again and and I hope uh you never do but it was also in the back of my mind all the different stories that I knew um all the things that had happened to your other friends that are on social media, 
um, that I know about and how it's affected them. And so, you know, I think you were lucky that uh, it ended up just being um, a death threat. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even my friend Ava Majuri, who had somebody show up to her house with a shotgun and shoot down her front door, like crazy stuff happens in social media. But thank you so much for joining me, Mom. I will let you go back to sleep. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, Carter, for having me. Hey, I just wanted on record that you were in my public speaking class Let's when go. the first TikTok hit how many followers and it was you washing your hands with toothpaste? Yeah, the first video got 1.2 million views and I came back to public speaking class and <laughs> told everybody. And I didn't great. believe it. I was like, come on, man, you're washing your hands with toothpaste? Great times. Thank you guys so much for listening, and a special thanks to our guests, Michelle Gallo and Kyle Lunsky. I'm your host, Carter Gallo. I hope you all enjoyed A Million Followers Later. This has been a production of the podcast journalism class with Kick at Charlotte Country Day School.